This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Wednesday, the 6th of October. In your sport today, NRL stars are handed big punishments. Football Australia is investigating claims of abuse, history in NASCAR, and sneaking in to the grand final. This is your sport today. Our rugby league fans will know the action on the field is done for the year, but Gab's There's always news off it. Uh, Yesterday, the punishments were handed down to the three Melbourne Storm players who were filmed with a mysterious white substance, and those videos are going to cost them some big bucks. Yeah, some very big bucks, Sam. So the three players we're talking about are Cameron Munster, Brandon Smith, and Chris Lewis, and they've each been suspended for the first round of next season by the NRL. Munster was fined $30,000 by the NRL, and he's got a $100,000 suspended fine from the Storm as well. He's going to go into rehab for four weeks starting today. He's on a drinking ban for 12 months, and he's on his last chance at the Storm. Smith, he was fined $15,000 and has a $50,000 suspended fine, and Lewis was fined four grand by the NRL and has a $10,000 suspended fine. The reason his punishments are a little bit lighter is because he doesn't earn as much as the other two. That's right, Gabs, and a suspended fine means they don't have to pay it unless they break the rules again, and those players will also be part of an ongoing welfare program. Uh, New Zealand Warriors rookie Reese Walsh was also punished, Gabs. Yeah, he was. So Walsh admitted to using cocaine while out partying in Queensland, and he's been suspended for two games and also fined $5,000. Now, the reason why he's been banned for more games than the Storm players is because he admitted to taking the drug, while the Storm players reportedly said that they couldn't remember what was going on in the videos which had the white powder. Under NRL union rules, players can't actually get drug tested out of season unless they get the player's permission. So they were punished for giving the game a bad name in grand final week, while Walsh was done for that and for the drug use. In addition to those fines, the Storm players will also have to apologise to all the club's staff, record messages to members and partners, and also record a video apology to all the past Storm players. Moving to football and Matilda's legend Lisa Devanna has spoken out about what she calls a toxic culture in the sport that stretches back 20 years. Devanna claims she was sexually harassed, abused and bullied and now Football Australia is setting up an investigation into the claims. Yeah, they are, Fezzan. They'd already spoken to Devanna before this report came out last night, although they said Devanna didn't raise some of the issues that she shared publicly. Devanna said that she was harassed by her teammates as far back as 2001, and that's when she was a young Matilda aged just 17. Former W League player Raleigh Dobson also said she was exposed to grooming from a young age. These claims come after recent reports of abuse in swimming, hockey and gymnastics in Australia. And Fez, there are also allegations of sexual misconduct in US women's football too. Devanna retired last month after 150 games for the Matildas and said now is the right time to speak up. Now Football Australia is working with Sport Integrity Australia about forming an independent investigation into the matter, which will look at current and historical claims. 
to tennis now and it's looking more and more likely that Ash Barty's season is over. Barty has pulled out of the Billie Jean King Cup starting next month and this comes after she decided to withdraw from the Indian Wells tournament that began this week. Gabs, we still don't know yet if she'll play in the season-ending WTA finals event in Mexico next month. Yeah, Pheasant, that's because she'd have to spend another two weeks in quarantine when she got back if she decided to play in that event in Mexico. Barty, she's back home right now, which means she won't represent Australia in the Billie Jean King Cup, which is the women's top team tournament. Australia, they made the final back in 2019 when it was still called the Fed Cup, and they'll face Belgium and Belarus in Group B at this year's event. World number 47, Alia Tomjanovic, will lead the team alongside Astra Sharma, Storm Sanders, Ellen Perez and Olivia Gadetsky. The team event starts on November 1 in Prague in the Czech Republic. Today's trivia question, Gabs, uh, which nation holds the Billie Jean King Cup? Any clues? Uh, Czech Republic. I'm going to say it's a trick question. It's because it's in the Czech Republic. The answer is going to be the Czech Republic. Well, find out the answer at the end of the show. The Socceroos are back in action this week. They play Oman in Qatar on Friday morning Aussie time in their next World Cup qualifying match. But Gabs, they'll be without defender Milos Degenek because he's tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah, he did. And Degenek showed no symptoms when he tested positive just before he left for Qatar. It's a big blow for the Socceroos. And that's because Degenek has played 30 matches for Australia. And he's been a part of the Socceroos 10-match winning streak in the World Cup qualifiers. Sunderland defender Bailey Wright is going to take Degenek's place in the squad. And Australia couldn't have asked for a better start to the latest round of World Cup qualifying, Fez. To quickly break it down for everyone, there are 12 teams split into two groups of six. Each team then plays the other five teams twice, home and away where possible because of COVID, with the top two teams in each group qualifying for the World Cup. So far, the Aussies are a perfect two from two, and they sit on top of Group B. They sure do, Gabs. The Socceroos play Oman on Friday morning at 5.30am Eastern Time, and then they play Japan next Tuesday night. Plenty of our listeners will know about Talladega from the Will Ferrell movie, but yesterday it was the venue for a historic win by driver Bubba Wallace that saw him become just the second black person to win a top-class NASCAR race. Yeah, and Fez, he's the first to do it since Wendell Scott in 1963. And Fez, his family only just received the trophy earlier this year. Wallace's win comes a year after a noose was found in his garage at the Talladega track. And that was because he'd asked NASCAR to ban the Confederate flag, which they did, but the decision angered plenty of people. Wallace was the victim of a lot of online abuse, including from former President Donald Trump, who accused him of making the story up. The incident saw him switch to a team part owned by Michael Jordan, which is why he drives car number 23, Jordan's number, at the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, Wallace was in tears after the race and told kids to stick true to their path and not let the nonsense get to them. We'll put a link to the story in the episode notes. The AFL Grand Final was full of magic moments, but one that's gone under the radar is the effort of two young Perth boys who pulled off the impossible. They sneaked into the match. You know what's even better, Gabs? They filmed it all. 
Fez, it's like a reverse Harry Houdini. It wasn't a disappearing act. They just appeared. (laughs) These two guys, they showed nerves of steel to go through that despite their family and friends giving them absolutely no hope of getting in. Now, the key to the covert operation was dressing up in high-vis clothing and pulling a couple of dollies. Now, once they got in, they ditched the fluoro gear and they got on the beers. Their YouTube page is called Misfit Minds, all one word, and they've gone from 300-odd subscribers to nearly two and a half thousand with a video having about 45,000 views. I gotta say, Gabs, I was pretty nervous watching it. Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure we could have done it, and not just because it's illegal, we probably couldn't have mustered up the courage. The the liters of sweat pouring from my brow probably would have given it away, Fez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. We have, of course, put a link to the video in your episode notes to check it out. Time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye or what's coming up. And tomorrow, Australia's women's cricket team is back in action. They've just completed the test. It was a draw against India. But tomorrow night, the T20 start against India. There's three of them. And we'll bring you more about that match tomorrow. Yeah, it was only one of this match. We mentioned it yesterday. The wild card game between the Red Sox and the Yankees at Fenway Park. Winner goes through to the playoffs. The loser, their season is done. Catch it on ESPN from 11 o'clock this morning. Winner takes all in that match, Gabs. Um, The answer to today's trivia question, which country currently holds the Billie Jean King Cup? And that's France, Gabs. Uh, You learn something new every day, don't you, Fez? Yes, they beat Australia (laughs) 3-2 in Perth back in 2019. Um, All right, that's it from us today. But before we go, if you listen to Sport Today on your Apple phone and it's a little bit slow in the mornings, we're working with Apple through this issue. Uh, They said the best thing you can do right now is to update your phone and the app so you can get it bright and early every morning. Okay, thanks very much for sticking with us. We'll catch you again tomorrow. 